folks, we're back. And it is Friday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, we made it to another week. And I'm coming to you live, broadcasting from the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. So, again, hat tip to Mac Hike. Folks, take a hike, take a hike deal over there on Lakeland Drive there in Flowwood, broadcasting from the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. All right, folks, we got a lot to talk about. I got guests in the fifth, in the uh, second hour. Uh, but the first hour is going to be an open forum. Get it off your chest, if you like. Here's the deal. Uh, Merrick Garland, the corrupt Merrick Garland of the corrupt Justice Department, announced they're going to appoint a special prosecutor to determine whether or not Trump had evil intent when he took documents from the White House. Same same procedure all presidents for the last 46 uh, terms of presidencies have taken the uh, memo, mementos and whatever. But all of a sudden, Trump, he took it. He can't be trusted. Now, we got Joe Biden and his son, Chris Ray, Department of Homeland Security, all these other agencies of the government working for a foreign government, working in collusion with foreign governments to steal the election of 2020, 2022, and soon to be 2024 turning a blind eye to all the election fraud. But they want to know whether or not Trump took a memo from the uh, uh, archivist. Now here, the a low government employee over at the uh, National Archives can launch a special prosecutor investigation on the former president. But here we have Joe Biden admitting on tape to the corruption that would have anybody else before a firing squad upon having been found guilty. His son, Hunter, having sex with underage girls. Joe Biden, uh, we don't know if he had sex with his daughter, but he taken, he's taken, uh, he's on record, uh, have taken a shower with his 13-year, well, excuse me, his teenage daughter. The man is sick. The whole family, the nation is sick. And, of course, the... Uh, uh, Democrat kids out there, they'll find anything wrong with it, but that's fine. Uh, listen, they broke into the man's house, Donald J. Trump, to try to find evidence of wrongdoing. Folks, if they had it, they'd have slammed it down like the big joker. Further evidence, Barbara Mike, that despite what you claim, this man is not criminal. He's not a criminal. He's not involved in any criminality. Now, you may not like what he does on a day-to-day basis, but when they scour your house under the, under the cover of darkness, they break in and scour your house and then come out and still say, well, we need to, we need to investigate this. And folks, this is nothing but harassment. What they intend to do with the special prosecutor is harass everybody in Trump's uh, orbit to keep him from being able to get support going into the 2024 election. Folks, they're working in conjunction with the Republicans. There's no coincidence that the, today the Republicans announced the investigation into Joe Biden. They could have did that when Trump was president. They could have did that uh, investigation of Hunter Biden when, when Trump was president, when they had control, and when they were the committee chairmen then, of both houses. No, folks, this is all a head fake. The Uniparty there in Washington, D.C. just wants Trump. Somebody? Okay. They just want Trump to be 
to not to be the uh, uh, nominee in 2024. Well, good luck, Hoss. Because the more you step on him, it's like stepping on Mercury, the stronger he gets. And here's the thing How many times have you guys predicted this man's demise? How many times have you dug a grave for Donald J. Trump? And you come up with that you broke into the man's house. You went through his laundry, his dirty laundry. You went through his wife's uh, uh, underwear drawer. You went into his son's room and went through everything his son has. You took every electronic device out of his house, every notepad, every, any piece of paper that had uh, uh, wet ink on it. And then all of you standing around here pointing your bony finger of indignation, casting stones. You, I, none of the rest of the people I know could have withstood this type of scrutiny. Not even Chris Ray. Not even the Honorable Benny Graff Thompson. But yet you're convinced he's done something wrong. Okay. All I can say to you is good luck. God, what does it say about God's word? It will not return to him void. If God put his hand on this man and is standing this man up, ain't nothing you can do. You can just wait till God remove his hand if he, if he removes his hand. Ain't nothing else you can do. Ball your fist at the wind and at the, at the heavens. Our number here is 601-879-0002. We do have a call. We have Rick on the line. What do you say, Rick? <clears throat> hey, Rick. I'm trying to get to Kim. Hang on. All right. My phone closed on me. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. I believe there's an individual in this country that believes that these elections are actually taking place. These people are being appointed. Yep. They are put into place. They are not counting votes. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and you can answer this, nothing short of a military coup is going to stop this crowd. That's, that's true. I mean, they continue to do this, and I don't think anybody can stop them because they are pulling the levers. They've stolen one election. I've robbed one bank. Why not rob another one? Why stop robbing? Why not rob them all? Well, listen, when you, when, when you own the, just like the mob, once you own the judges and you own the officer on patrol, bro, you got this. All they're doing now, and I mean, they're even dropping any pretension for the most part. Uh, that they have to be fair, they have to do right. Just like with this investigation, the special prosecutor against Trump for taking a memo? And then we got all this corruption where our president is on, he's on film. <clears throat> he's on film in his own words of, of, so, of being corrupt. So what do we do? Listen, no, this is going to come down to some gunfire. Let me tell you what's, in my view, based on history and what I see happening around the world. Over there in China, as you know, China is the template that these uh, 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 control freaks want to implement here in terms of how the country is governed. Uh, the, the young people in China, they're engaged in what they call, uh, uh, the term they use is let it rot. The economy over there has gotten so bad, they had uh, the people who do have jobs, the young people are working nine till nine, six days a week, sleeping at the desk just so that they won't have to use, lose time commuting uh, that they could be sleeping on. Uh, and then uh, the young people are just saying, we're not going to do it. And they're just withdrawn from everything. Folks, the young people in every society, what happened in Romania, the young people, decide, and these were the young people that Ceausescu 
said had to be born because he banned、uh, abortion. And those people had all those babies, and those babies rose up to, to actually put him up against the wall and execute him and his wife. We're going to see the same thing played out. The same thing's happening in Iran. It's happening all over the world. Our media is not telling us. But you can go check this out over in China. The young people are telling the Communist Party to go pound sand. And they're not getting violent, they're just not going to work. It's just like having a child you can't motivate to clean their room to do anything else. Oh, it's, it's, this thing is going to jump off. But keep your powder dry. Get up every morning, go outside. If you don't hear gunfire, go on about your day. If you hear gunfire, prepare for the worst. Or be prepared. Yes. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. No, folks, this, this is jumping off all over the world as I speak to you right now. They're not reporting it. China has this vision of a, a one world domination. But what they didn't take into uh, 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 take into,、uh, consideration is that you got two people in this wrestling match. And when the other person makes a move and adjusts, Does something, you got to do something. So they lent countries all this money and all this debt, and they started taking the country's natural resources when they couldn't pay back the debt. And now, in order to keep everything going, they have to lend these countries more money, even though they've taken over the, the mines, the ports, and everything else. They don't have the money. And then the international banking system. Who, what you have here, what I see from my political vantage point on the totem pole, you got everybody trying to game everybody else. Everybody's trying to get somebody else to come in and fight their enemy,、uh, help them fight their enemy. And what they don't realize is that there's only so, many so much resources to go around as they continue to remind us as to why they want population control. And this is what I keep trying to tell black folks, baby, you guys, you guys are playing the wrong hand. You got. You got all four aces and both jokers, and you can't make book. You can't make sense out of what you have. But that's fine. I mean, good luck on, on, what, on the way you're playing your hand. I wouldn't want you as a partner. But again, go on the internet and just,、uh, well, I guess you can go to Epic Times. They,、uh, they have been reporting it also, but it's called, uh, uh, the Chinese term is B A N L A I, I think, or B A N L A N.、Uh, but、uh, the Chinese, the Translation is let it rot, talking about the Communist Party. In other words, they're saying that wait a minute, we're not going to spend the rest of our life working nine hours a day, six days a week, and then being threatened every time about, hey, you know, I don't like these working conditions. Well, we'll fire you and get somebody else. The same thing is going to happen here in America. This is why I've been warning those of you who work for the government and carry weapons on behalf of this government. You, you got a losing hand, Hoss. You got 16 dimensional chests going on above your head. And they're dependent on <clears throat> your, their ability to issue orders and you carrying them out. But you got to understand, you're going to be the tip of the sword. You're the one who has to go to that farmhouse out in the country and tell old Billy Bob, who's been waiting on you, who knows the lay of the land. And been sitting back with his fingers crossed for just such an occasion. I was talking with a young man whose、uh, father died in,、uh, uh, in well, the nursing home, hospital, hospital, I guess it was, during the COVID thing. And、uh, showing the last pictures of his father that he took of him、uh, behind plexiglass because they wouldn't let him see his father. And、uh, this, guy's, this guy's in a slow burn. This is. See, 
this is why I keep trying to, you know, you know, you, there are those out there snowballing others think that this is a threat. It's not a threat. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Human nature, folks are not going to let you push them. You're not going to push around a, every armed man in America like you think you are. And as I said before, a lot of these people don't got their head gassed up because, again, they got all the latest gadget on their turtle, in their turtle suits and all that. They got all this electronic monitoring. They got drones. and so, But they had all that over in Afghanistan. Those people over there who up in those mountains wipe their rear end with their hands and eat with the other hand. I'm just telling you, Hoss. The worst thing, I'm telling you, this is how I envision this thing happening. When the grid goes down, and this is what they're pushing for. When the grid goes down, oh, it's going to be a different ball game out here in flyover country. Now, if you're in the large cities where they can, you know, keep an eye on you because they got every intersection blocked with guard troops and all that, that's going to be a different thing. But I'm just telling you, I can guarantee you, it's not going to go down as planned as they showed you on the whiteboard in the conference room as they tell you how they're going to take this and do that. Yeah, you're going to make an example. Make an example out of people like me and others who you might consider potentially influencers. Fine. That example is just a warning sign and a heads up. Hey, the British are coming. One of by land, two of by sea. We have no obligations to abide these uh, uh, these genocidal maniacs' uh, desires for world domination. There's a woman out there. She's written a real good article. Well, she's been written, writing several articles about the evil that we face. This is why, man. Look, that's why I said I wouldn't follow people, uh, ministers like Barbara Mike down to the end of the driveway. They got all this evil unfolding in this world, and they're worried about racism. They're worried about. Uh, uh, Donald Trump being a criminal and we're watching Joe Biden having sex with little girls, excuse me, his son having sex with little girls and his own daughter said the man showered with him. With her, rather. His own daughter. This ain't secondhand stuff. But these ministers don't see anything wrong with it. They can still put their imprimatur they turned around collar right there at the bottom line and sign is yes, I'm with these people. Not me. I'm walking wide and I will not abide. Our number is 601-879-0002. They've launched a special, another special prosecutor into President Donald J. Trump to try to handicap his campaign, make him uh, radioactive, investigate anybody who comes into his orbit, anybody who donates to his campaign. And then they ask, where's the red wave? No, where's the honest man on your side? But we know he doesn't exist, because if he did, he would have said something. Our number is 601-879-0002. Come to you live from the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Friday. The Gun and Knife Club will begin in earnest in another hour and 33 minutes. Be ye ready. Folks, I also want to remind you, Tom Smith, as you know, people ask me all the time, Kim, is there a man I can talk to about real estate, about land? And uh, Yes, there is. The man I would call is Tom Smith. TomSmithLandandHomes.com is the web presence. Tom would like to announce the 
arrival of a new agent there at Tom Smith Landon Homes. That's going to be Miss Nicole Newell. And she's down there in the Brookhaven office down there, and she's got some great listings. One uh, 90 acres plus down there in Suntag, Mississippi. And uh, if you want more information, you can also call the office there, 601 898 2772, for more information on uh, Nicole's listings and what's going on down in the Brookhaven area. If you're looking for someone to list your home, she can get, you, get it done. So, again, uh, give her a call, 898 2772. But wait, there's more. Tom Smith Landon Home has, well, they're hiring. They're hiring agents, obviously. Uh, but they're also looking for a bookkeeper auditor. Someone to help keep the books. You know, this is, his business is business. Tom Smith Landon Homes in 20 years is, he, look, he's climbed to the top of the pile. And he's got offices all over the state and they list all over the country, <clears throat> mainly in Mississippi and the southeast here. And he crossed the rivers over into Louisiana and Arkansas. He does it all over there. But if you know someone who's looking for a little bookkeeping, full-time job, office is there in Madison. So give them a call, 601-898-2772. And uh, uh, his lovely bride, Ellen, will uh, take your call and get back with you and yada, yada, yada. You know how it goes. So bookkeeper order for Tom Smith Landon Homes. Tom's the easy guy to work with, as they say, easy dog to hunt with. So it's a good environment over there. Uh, they're not going to be high pressure and just outrageous. The, the, the boy is well-reared. And he's got a lovely bride that keeps him in line. So uh, life is going to be good there at Tom Smith Landon Homes. Wait, but there's more. Bruce West uh, also has a, what is it, 20-acre stocked lake, bass and bream, metal storage building, hardwood timber, 30 minutes from Vicksburg in Clinton. It's called the old Snopes, Snop, Snopes Farm over there. Bruce West, Bruce, you can reach be reached at uh, 898-2772 also. And that, that property has a two-bedroom, one-bath uh, uh, house on it, and uh, it's good for hunting, and it's right there on the lake. It's got, excuse me, it's got a lake, and then it's on a lake. So you got plenty of hunting that can go on around there. Give Bruce West a call, okay? Bruce can take good care of you. Again, 898-2772. And, of course, the new agent, Nicole Newell, at uh, 898-2772. And also, if you're looking for a position, bookkeeper, auditor, just keep you got to be good detail type person so uh that's what they're looking for all right with no further ado let's go to mobile bob hey man hey man what's up hey uh switch gears on you a minute okay uh you saw where the uh more evidence more stuff come out about pelosi and what happened that night and <laughs> <clears throat> well what's the latest well, what's the latest that happened maybe i missed something with the department of justice Put out a story that Pelosi didn't open. Paul Pelosi didn't open the door, mm-hmm. and police opened the door. And of course, the uh, BA's office put out, "No, Pelosi opened the door." <laughs> and it turns out, well, he guess who opened the door? Oh, Paul Pelosi, <laughs> softball or the hammer. <laughs> so that NBC reported that they suspended or disappeared mm-hmm. for whatever reason. The guy to turn out to be everything he said was absolutely true. There's and no place for the truth in this society, sir. <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> and just shows more corruption in the Department of Justice, yep. uh, or whatever the Department of 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 the cronies. I mean, the, the, the Department, the Department of Justice, is ridiculous now. Yeah, the Department of Democrats is what it is. Are corrupt individuals? You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, cronies. But they got some Republican cronies in there too. Yeah, oh, a yeah. part of the Department of Justice. Well, that's what, the Department of Cronies. Oh no, no doubt about it. 
That's what all this is about. The Republicans announced their investment. They they're not going to do anything. I mean, yeah, they're just going to show, yeah, they did all these things and nothing's going to happen. Who, who, who can they refer anything to? The Department exactly. of Justice. Yeah. So, you know, uh, bottom line is this announcement about the Republicans' investigation, which I'm glad they're going to do it, yada, yada, yada. But it's just to try to ameliorate any seething anger Trump supporters might have by saying, well, they're going after the Biden. They're not going. To, this is all fan dancing. They just want to stop Trump from running. That's that's all this is about. That's what the 20, uh, 22 uh, midterms were all about, stopping Trump. Now, like you said, again, we it's time for a little tit for tat with the Bidens as well. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats used one branch of the, of, of, the, of the government to harangue and harass Donald Trump for two years when they when they took control of the House. Then the Republicans need to do the same thing. Because that seems the way where our politics is going now. Mm-hmm. But like you said, yeah, uh, the Uniparty, which is a good at least one quarter of the Republican Party, yeah. it, uh, just nothing but Democrats in disguise. Yeah, they uh, sabotaged the midterms as best they could. I mean, th- this was coming out early on. There was scuttlebutt about this early on in the year right. about how Mitch McConnell and the, and the Republicans were trying to do this. Mm-hmm. And they just came to fruition uh, over these last few elections. They did just enough to, yeah, we'll just barely win the House. Right. And uh, and, and uh, you all can take the Senate and, and we'll just call stalemate for the uh, next two years and try to stop uh, President Trump. Well, if you think about it, Democrats gotten everything they want through those ominous bills they passed. They put, they tucked all that legislation in there to, you know, cur- curtail our rights and everything that they could do. They got all their wish lists in there. So right now it's just, you know, all they're doing now is basically just resting. <laughs> they're just resting. And now, but you heard about they're going to, uh, uh, Nancy recommended that she's backing Hakeem Jeffries as Speaker of the House. I mean, uh, Speaker, well, Minority Speaker of the House. And uh, soon to be Speaker if they take back control, which, hey, it's a good possibility the way they cheat, you know. But uh, we're going to talk about Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, but go ahead, brother. Yeah, they absolutely. They'll, they'll, if they can cheat their way back in again. Um, maybe the Republicans, the just to the grassroots, can uh, do these do these uh, hard ballot harvesting the way Democrats have done. With Trump on the head as the head of a ticket, it'll it'll be a little a better chance of ballot harvesting and being more successful. Right. I am still extremely dis, uh, disappointed in what they did to Carrie Lake, and it just I mean it was just disgusting. And like I said, Liz Cheney. Her was ignorant, her pathetic behind. What did you? Why did you care what happened in Arizona? Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, they're like you said, just being blatant about what they want to do. There was no reason in the world for her to dump on Carrie Lake for any reason, mm-hmm. but she just did it. Well, now again, it was the vote for that that uh, caused worse her face to win. Right. But the idea Liz Cheney would do that speaks volumes. Well, again, th- there's no bottom to their corruption. These people don't care. This is why. Uh, we have to recognize the fact that these people will put an ambo in a boxing glove and get in the ring and tell you it's a fair fight. You just have to recognize these people are liars. They're evil. They're Democrats. They're degenerates. They're rhinos. These people hate you. They hate what you stand for because basically they have us as their slaves. We, we're forced to fork over $4 trillion a year in actual cash for their pleasure and to spend any way they want. And that's in, our, you know, the taxes we have to remit to the, that's just to the federal government. The $4 trillion that we remit to the federal, they don't care about the party. It is a, just one big party up there in D.C. at this point. 
And then you see where Maxine Water uh, is knee deep into the FDX tank. You know, she was, she was the chairman of the committee. They're supposed to be overseeing these folks. But. Exactly. <laughs> it's, I mean, we have, it's, we're turning into a Soviet style crony uh, capitalist communist country, is what we're, do, we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's how the old Soviet Union used to run. A few people at the top they, uh, uh, ran everything and were going to was in position of power and got all the money. And the folks in the middle would just squeeze with their, out of everything that they could squeeze them out of. And like you said, that's what gives us the, uh, the uh, we just fork over the cash. Mm-hmm. And that Ukraine crap, which, again, amazing how it was Russia, bombed Poland. Uh, well, not so fast. No, it wasn't Russia who bombed Poland. It was Ukraine who hit, who killed two people in Poland. Mm-hmm. Everything that the media shoots out with a narrative, let that be the lead story. They come back later, bury the, the truth. Later, like the what they did with Pelosi, the same thing they do with everything else, mm-hmm. and all this money is being funneled into Ukraine. Again, it's just a big, great, big money laundering scheme. I mean, they're stealing everything. It's what's going on right now. I mean, it, it's just straight up. I mean, these people are just robbing the store. That yeah. means that they know that this thing is, is is about to wind up, and they're trying to get all that they can. And I'm just saying, I don't know unless they plan on leaving the country. I don't know how they think they're going to be riding around here. Everybody else don't have gasoline, doesn't have heat in, in their homes and food on their table, and they're riding around here living a good life. My whole thought's going to be, okay, if you got gasoline to be riding around, that means you probably stole from the rest of us earlier on, especially quick if you're a politician. Real quick for, the, the, uh, like your previous call, <clears throat> military, we, we need the military to uh, do something about all the corruption because it's just gone too far. Mm. I don't think that like, they corrupted the military to too large of an extent. Too. Oh, yeah. I, I, once again, I think the only – Hope for the rest of us is the United States gets broken up in secession in the blocks. The, the communists win under that, but I see nothing else. Yeah, uh, unless the Supreme Court does some extraordinary things this elect, I mean, this uh, term as it relates to ballot harvesting and all those things, basically saying, well, again, the states still will have ultimate control, and even the states that have Republican governors have been, you know, on board to do the bar, uh, extended voting uh, times and. All that other stuff. Bottom line is, folks, this this is not going to end well. This is not no. going to end well. Not at this point. Thanks, man. We're up against a hard break. All right, man. All right. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Friday. The Gun and Knife Club is going to begin whether I announce it or not. Be ye ready. Jackson's trying to break that record that they uh, uh, surpassed the record they got last year. So you could very well be, it could very well be Radio Strongman. Pray that it's not. But again, you know, we're dealing with some Democrat kids and they have no bottom to the depravity that they'll engage in. But I want to remind you, if you're looking to upgrade your uh, lawn care equipment, you decided you're going to get your zero turn more, you're going to get you the best by getting you the X-Mark more from Frederick Sales and Service, Central Mississippi's largest X-Mark dealer. Folks, they're getting the job done. As you know, the X-Mark is the workhorse of the lawn care industry. Lawn care professionals prefer the X-Mark two to one over anything else that's out there. Now, there are good mowers out there, but the best is the hoss, the X-Mark zero turn. Check them out there, Frederick Sales and Service, 1006 Old Highway 471 in downtown Brandon, Mississippi. And it's FrederickSalesandService.com. Also want to remind you folks that uh, uh, financing is available, and they service what they sell and they service all lawn care equipment. Check them out today or tomorrow in this particular case. All right, folks, it is an uh, open forum. Uh, the 
Nancy Pelosi stepping down. The Wicked Witch is gone. She's on, I mean, she's, she's mounting her broom, folks. She's headed back to California with the hammer. That's right. They're going to get into their gay sex thing. You know, that is San Francisco, so it's not out of the ordinary. The old hammer thing caught me off guard. Man, I know I'm getting long in the tooth and I don't keep up with things, but hammers? Okay, what else is in the bedroom? Hopefully not nails. But anyway, everybody, you know, everybody's got their peculiarities, and that's peculiar as far as I'm concerned. And uh, folks know who's been up here know I keep a hammer here in the studios because I, I got one hammer in my toolbox. And I mean, I got one tool in my uh, toolbox, and it's a hammer. Now, and I'm kind of embarrassed if I don't know, you know, but mine's, I, I got a manly color on mine. Mine's is blue and silver. But anyway, uh, she's stepping down. She's recommending for the post of a minority speaker who will be Speaker of the House if the Democrats take back over is a Hakeem Jeffries, uh, a brother out of New Well, I don't know what he is. He, I don't know who he is. Uh, he, he looks like he could very well be black. But who knows? In these days and time, Brock looked like he was black too, but yeah, no, he ain't claiming that set. Anyway, uh, Hakeem is uh, uh, slated to be the Speaker of the House. Now, here's the deal with Hakeem. If Hakeem becomes the Speaker, <clears throat> you coloreds out there, you Negroes, you blacks, whatever you want to call yourselves, you have no excuse for not getting reparations. None. Because the speaker decides what legislation goes forward, what gets a vote. She appoints committee chairs. And if you coloreds can't get reparations, out, you ain't getting reparations, all. It ain't coming, okay? And fathead over there in Bolton, Mississippi, the black Homer Simpson, Benny G, uh, if he can't get money for Jackson, when we got a black speaker of the House, Hoss, it ain't coming. Black Democrats ain't got no stroke. They just, as I told you, they were the busters. The black men who make up the Federal Black Caucus, they got nasty the sides of raisins. They must be transitioning or something. They just, and I'm telling you, okay, I, let, let, let's go this way. Rod and the rest of you yahoos out there, how much y'all want to bet what are you willing to bet that you guys are going to be able to get reparation? Now, if you get reparation, I'm getting my check, too. But I just don't believe it's going to happen because you guys don't ask for anything. All you, all you ask for when you pray is, Lord, keep the Democrats in charge. That's all you pray. You don't even pray for your own self or your own family or kids. So how many of y'all think you're going to get reparations? Now, this is one caveat that I would say reparations would be possible. You know they, you know they want to go to digital currency. And generally, when they put finally let the Negro get in charge, because you know, actually, who's supposed to be in this position now? James Clyburn. When he, when it was time for James Clyburn to be the minority speaker, which is the position Hakeem is getting now, they wasn't ready to give it to a colored. They gave they they created a, a, a position for James Clyburn, the the third most powerful person in the Congress. There was no third most powerful uh, person position before that. And they gave him the, you know, the limousine and a few extra dollars and a few hookers or whatever they do. But he knew his place. So now that they're going to give a brother, that just means America is over with. I'm telling you. Because again, <clears throat> the Congress is the purse strings, brother. That's where the money is. Don't nothing move until the speaker says something's going to move. So if black folks 
can't get it thin, it ain't happening, bro. That just means that Dr. King got shot for nothing. John Lewis got beat across the, the cap for nothing. And as, as Kim Way said, those Negroes don't know how to play the game. They don't know how to pull the levers of power. They're too busy being simps and busters. Gladly. They ain't got no juice. As a matter of fact, I'm going to. I'm going to take a break right now. When I come back, I'm going to play some Jason Whitlock. I want you guys to hear this because it says everything that I've been telling y'all. Don't doubt me. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, the final few minutes of the Kim Wade Show. We want to play this from Jason Whitlock, folks. Listen to this. What Jason is explaining, what I've been trying to tell Snowball and them and all these other folks who text me, you guys are the problem. And I'm not going to let you go off on white folks when they ain't the problem and you refuse to address the problem. The problem is you. Listen to Jason Whitlock and his guest. Why is black on black violence so acceptable in American culture? Um, I think the answer is, is fairly simple. Um, it, it's multifaceted, but it's simple. Uh, the, the, the sort of top line reason at this point is that the black community, sort of the, the mainstream black left, um, we don't have leaders, Jason. The people that we that we think are leaders, and I'm not just saying they're, they're not leaders because oh nobody's listening to, you know Stephen A. or they're not listening to Barack Obama. I'm not. I'm not that's not my argument, right? There are people. There are people who follow these people, who get their views shaped by these people. We don't have leaders. Because the most influential people in the black community, the aristocracy, the five P's, the politicians, the pundits, the professors, the preachers and the performers don't lead black folk because they never tell us that we have to correct or do anything. The, the people who we think of as black leaders are really white leaders because they spend all of their time um, trying to correct the behavior and the thoughts and the actions of white people. So in this, Jason, you know this, you know, as a college athlete, when your coach came or your position coach came, they coached you. They they didn't coach your opponent. They told you what you had to clean up. They said, no, you you got to turn that foot in. You got to strike the, the, the defensive lineman in his chest in this particular position. And that's how you know you were getting coached. But if you came into film session and your coach just spent 25 minutes on some other player and they never address anything that you had to clean up, then you would say, well, this guy's not, he's not concerned with my growth or development. He's leading somebody else. And that's what we have in the black community today. So none of these people ever has anything to say about anything that we, black folk, need to do to improve the conditions in our own families and communities. All of their commentary is geared towards white people. White people must buy these books Listen to these podcasts, live in these neighborhoods, go to these schools, post these messages. And that's and that's all it is over and over again. And I think that that had been simmering under the surface for a while. But George Floyd's death brought that all the way to the surface. And and I I love where you just. I love where you just took my head. Mm. Because I'm literally sitting there thinking about being a football coach. Let's say I'm Bill Belichick and let's say I'm playing the New York Jets this week. And let's say he Bill Belichick kept going to his team, the Patriots, and saying, 
Here's what the Jets need to do in order for us to be successful. And so right. every day this week, he would go in and say, if the Jets do this and this and this, we'll be successful. His players would look at him like, well, what do we need to do? We're, they're right. paying you money to tell us what we need to do. You're telling us what the Jets need to do in order for us to be successful. He would be looked at as a fool and run out. But all of Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson back when he was functional and whoever they allow on TV, you're right. They spend their entire time coaching the other team. Yep. And, and I don't understand why we tolerate it or why it's allowed or why, how they get away with that or how we can't see that that's what we're doing. I mean, we, we could push the analogy forward. I think the reason why is because – um, most players would rather focus on the faults and the flaws of somebody else than their own. No guy wants to sit in film session for 45 minutes going over how, how he missed the block or he missed an assignment or he dogged a route. So when, when, when these quote-unquote leaders do their shtick and they say, oh, it's white people, but you know, it's white, it's, it's white flight if white people leave the neighborhood, it's gentrification if they move into the neighborhood. But at always and at all times, their goal is to keep us focused on race and to keep us focused on the things that white people say, do, and think. And that is the actual uh, white supremacy that is most prevalent um, in the black community today. That That is the true white superiority complex. All right, folks. It's the most, you hear it when these folks call here challenging me. When I told them what Judge Brown had seen with his own eyes, Joe Biden riding with the Dixiecrats back in 1972, that was Eastland, Strom Thurmond, and John Stennis and others on the national stage, parroting everything they said. The guy gonna tell me, well, Dixiecrats was uh, uh, only in the South. Okay, bro, what, whatever. See, all the gymnastic mentally they go through to try to protect the Democrat Party. Folks, there's no way forward. You're wasting your time. Those of you, you're wasting your time, okay? These people are street poisoned. Jesus Christ, they say they roll with Christ. Let Christ come in there and say anything that doesn't align with what they heard from the Democrat Party. Christ will get ran out of there with a steak knife. I'm telling you, I didn't just meet, look like like my play mom would always say, I didn't just meet you. <laughs> I didn't just meet you. I gave birth to you. So I know you. So here's the deal, folks. You got to go with what you know. Stand on the word as it's revealed to you and told to you by people who you trust. But if you try to uh, hitch the fortunes of America to anything you hear black Democrats saying, this country ain't going to make it because they don't even believe the crap. But they're just programmed like Rod, Snowball, Barbara, Mike, Larry and all the rest of those Democrat kids out there. And I know it makes them mad. That's why I said Radio Strongman. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back in. It is Friday. The Gun and Knife Club is in full effect. Even though you don't hear the gunfire here because we're in Florida, in the city of Jackson, folks, they're dragging them out by the feet right now. 
AMR is on their job zigzagging across the,、uh, the great city of Jackson. Of course, Chalk Lines Lamuma denies anything. He says everything is just fine there in the city of Jackson. Yeah, you don't have any bullet holes in you. Now, if you're the one who got shot, man, you're not having a good day. But anyway, with no further ado, using the full weight of my local influence, I have secured the presence of one Trent Allen, his lovely bride, April Allen. They're here on behalf of、uh, what is it, National Adoption Month? Is that what it is? Yes, sir. Well, how are you doing, guys? Great. It's good to have you here. April, how are you? Doing well. Thank you for having us on. It's good to have you here for sure. And, uh, uh, folks, uh, the uh, Allens and I, we go back a while. We met years ago. I don't know how, how long has it been about that? That was in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. A long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, uh, we did, what was that? Uh, uh, what was it? Yeah, the money merge account. Money merge account. That's right. Trent turned t u r n That was one of the multi level、uh, things that I got into that actually, I mean, I, I actually worked. It actually worked. <laughs> it actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. So,、uh, but anyway, you're not here for that. You're here because it's a, a National Adoption Month and you guys have adopted. You already had a big family. Now you got a bigger family. You got、That's、a、right. baseball team over there now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's good. And of course,、uh, Trent is a、uh, pastor here in the area. Pastor,、uh, no, where do you pastor? Calvary Chapel. Where's that located? Rankin County. It's between,、uh, close to Miskelly's. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Everybody knows where Miskelly's is. Oh,、right, absolutely. Absolutely. So you're on 80, on Highway 80? Right off 80, yep.、Okay. Mm-hmm. Just east of Airport Road. Okay. All right. All right. Huh. I'm trying to visualize it and I'll, I'll get it in my head. Anyway. But anyway,、uh, they're here on behalf of National Adoption. And、uh, so, guys, you look, you had. What, six kids? We had five. Well, we had five. Is that right? I <laughs> lost count. <laughs> you give them numbers. It's like in a restaurant here. They're like little prisoners. That's、know. right. <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, they had five and then they adopted. Three more. Three more. Three. Yeah. I was thinking、yeah. it was two. Yeah, three more. We got eight. We got、okay. four boys and four girls now. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, uh, obviously, you love kids even before you adopted. So, that、yeah. obviously, you know, is an indicator. But, So, who convinced who that you wanted to have some more?、Yeah, I'll let you go. <laughs> well, I've always been interested in adoption, really, as long as I can remember.、Yeah. And the desire for that just grew more and more.、Um, after our fifth child was born, we had two children go to heaven before <laughs> they were born.、Mm-hmm. And so that just kind of helped me realize that there was a shift happening in our lives. And、right. I was trying to determine. What God had for us.、Mm-hmm. And specifically for me as a mom, was I going to, of course, I would continue to mother the children that we, God had already given to us.、Mm-hmm. But did that mean that that season was over? Or maybe He wanted me to do maybe mentoring with younger women、mm-hmm. and kind of be a spiritual mother.、Um, but I was really just always open to adoption, kind of just felt like. The season of mothering really wasn't done.、Right. And so Trent and I have had lots of talks about that over the years,、mm-hmm. and God finally just said, It's time. Yeah,、mm-hmm. right on. That's awesome. And, uh, uh, you know, the energy it takes to handle one child, and you got five, and you went and picked up.、Uh, so, what are you guys on? Some type of energy drink all the time? <laughs> drink、got、a lot of water. Drip. <laughs> yeah, we drink a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> Sock tablets and headbands and stuff over there. <laughs> well, when we first started having children,、mm-hmm. God gave us one at a time.、Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of grew as they came、mm-hmm. and、yep. we kind of got used to a little extra noise and a little、yeah. extra work. And, yeah, that's true.、Um, but honestly, I think it was 
when we had maybe our fourth child, it really didn't seem any different from having three. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And having eight, really, is not that much different from having mm. five. Noise is noise um, regardless of the source, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> regardless yeah. Well, that's what they make the headphones for, you know, to yeah. <laughs> cancel out the noise and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But, <laughs> but that doesn't cancel out the uh, – I had uh, – I went to Dallas this weekend, and I have five uh, great-grands nice. in addition to my grands. And uh, they're, they're like jack in the box. I mean, you get one settled down, and the other ones, you know, it's just like, oh no, I can't. <laughs> you guys, look, you know, I can't do a weekend by myself with these kids. This, <laughs> I don't, I'm, not, I'm not built for that. No, no, I catch a yeah. case, I guess. But yeah. uh, uh, it, it does take a, a, a special love, and it's also something for. Uh, it's, and that's one of the things that's always been dear to my heart. I always said that a woman whose mothering instincts are intact is one of the most beautiful. Uh, things you could ever see you know because that's I see, true i see women getting out of cars uh and they they're unpacking for like three or four minutes you know getting yeah, cases right. and <laughs> kids are running across the parking lot you got to put tethers on them and all that and i just said yeah. you know you got to have a lot of patience for that yeah so but now this whole adoption tell us about adoptions and why uh, about adoption and why you would uh suggest uh people who are considering to, to consider it and some of the things that they can expect. Well, that's interesting because um, we have said uh, ever since we began the process and especially going through the process and just to see the Lord just amazingly not only provide what we needed, we didn't have the funds to do this. So right. we, we, you know, people look at us and say, you got eight kids, you must be loaded. Nope, yeah. nope, yeah. Not, yeah. not the case. I, I figure you're just farming them out with labor. <laughs> right? And, <laughs> and uh, but God just not only provided finances, but provided in so many ways all the logistics. Mm-hmm. Look, we started this process in July of last year, mm-hmm. and nine months later, interesting number, we mm-hmm. have three new kids. Wow, and that's actually... It, it can take years. That's what I was thinking. It, and particularly when you, because you adopted from overseas. Mm-hmm. From Columbia, South America. Mm. That's right. Three sisters. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what was it like? Uh, I mean, uh, why overseas? I mean, because there's so many kids who need to be adopted. Great. And how do you just, it's yeah. like going to the, you know, pick out a, a, a pet for your child at the kennel over there. And you just, there's so many sweet little dogs and animals <laughs> over there. Just, yeah. You're right. It is a tremendous need. And I'm going to let April take that one. Well, for us, I just remember praying. Mm. I read a scripture about how Jesus told the fishermen to cast the net into the other side of the boat. And I just thought, okay, God, do you want us to cast it all into Mm. the sea of adoption? Mm. And if so, where? Which side of the boat? Do we try to do something through foster? Do we try to do something domestic like an infant? Or do we do something international, if if at all, if we even Mm. cast it all? And... As I started asking questions and researching, I learned that the greatest need was internationally. There's a lot of need right here in our own state. Right. Yes. Um, and I would absolutely encourage people to look into that as well. But God just led us overseas. Um, he made it very clear, um, just go, 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 mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And so we learned about a hosting program, and that's – you know, kind of something that would allow us to get our feet wet because it's a big um, commitment and we just weren't really sure what it would be like. Mm-hmm. Right. Are we ready? Would this be a good fit for us? But we yeah. learned about this hosting program. Yeah, host, uh, hosting is like fostering for two weeks. Oh, okay. There's over no, here, over there. They, they here. come here. Really? Yes, and yeah. there was no commitment to that. It was just um, to see all if, we would have yeah. to do is agree that we would advocate for the children 
if we did not choose to move forward adopting them. Now, because of COVID, the whole hosting thing fell through and we yep. never did do that. Right. But our interest in that is what led us to the particular girls that we adopted. Well, what is the advocate? I mean, what, what, do, you, what, what do they mean by that? Um, really just to... I mean, because you... You decided that they would not be the ones you would adopt. So when they say advocate, what are you going to say? Just good things about them, write them a recommendation letter or something? Kind Mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. Um, If we did host children and then decided not to adopt them, yes, Mm -hmm. we would be talking about all the different positive things that we saw in those children when they were with us. um, Sharing with family and friends who might be interested in adopting so that they could also talk to their networks and just try to find a family for them. Now, did you guys do fostering at all here? I mean, no. no. I guess you had experience with kids already. <laughs> yeah, <it>? we. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, it's it's funny because we homeschool. Mm-hmm. Uh, she homeschools all eight of them, and and I do the field trips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but get them uh, out now. You got a field trip every day. What's up with that? <laughs> look, April. April is amazing, um, and uh, I tell her that frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, that's already a given based on what I just said, right? right. <laughs> but uh, she many years ago, taught middle schoolers in inner city Miami, Florida. Mm. Give it a minute to sink that in. Mm. So, you know, that was nothing compared to homeschooling. That's, <laughs> that's our... <laughs> wow. But no, she's the, the kids are amazing. They're great. They are amazing. And what's been amazing to see too, Kim, is how they have connected with each other. Mm-hmm. Completely different cultures, mm-hmm. different language. Mm-hmm. We speak Spanglish at our house, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they're learning English. We're learning Spanish, and it's a beautiful thing. But they have connected in amazing ways. In fact, we have now, like I said, four boys, four girls, and the um, our eight year old biological daughter and our eight year old new Colombian daughter they call themselves the twins. Is that right? That's awesome. It's really cool, you know. Yeah. yeah. And they play well together. You know, we have the obvious occasional stuff because they live under the same roof. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, there's been nothing just weird or bizarre mm-hmm. or out of left yeah, field. It's just you wouldn't expect. It. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that's been a, a very cool. It's it's the Lord. We know it's it's He put it all together. You know, we knew when he called us, he was going to be doing some stuff. And then just to see him continue to do that mm-hmm. has been a beautiful thing. Wow. Folks, The uh, we're talking with uh, Trent and April Allen. They're here on behalf of Adoption Awareness Month. If you've got any questions, comments, or thoughts. And she's also homeschooling, so she's got experience in that. And Trent's a pet. Well, they're, they passed a church there in uh, Rankin County. And, uh, uh, folks, this is a, a labor of love. Uh, the oldest is 18 and the youngest is how old? Six. Okay. Yeah. So you got to. We got all the grades covered. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you got, like I said, you got a built-in babysitter. Somebody, <laughs> how old are the boys? Uh, let's, I can do this. <clears throat> they are, I'll, I'll start with 13, 11, 9, and six. six. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you got some yeah. lawn care professionals coming That's up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. we did adopt out of birth order as mm-hmm. well, which, yeah. you know, we were a little he- hesitant about that. But mm-hmm. God really just confirmed that these were the girls for us. Mm-hmm. But it has not been a problem at all. It's, what do you mean out of birth order? We adopted they an advise, 18-year-old. Yeah, they advise that you not adopt older than your oldest child. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really has not been an issue at all. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of kids have kind of had someone... That we brought into the family be older than them. Right. But it really hasn't been an issue. Right. Well, uh, culturally, how has that been? Now, were they in a home, I mean, in an adoption uh, 
structure down there or were they a family that you you know you know they were so these girls were so blessed because they've been in foster now i say blessed because you know they didn't have to live in an orphanage right okay uh they were in foster for six years mm-hmm. before uh we got them and <clears throat> that's unheard of and that's mm-hmm. a long time to be in foster right but uh many of the children go to foster and just never get adopted Mm -hmm. but uh they're in foster for six years and they were only in the orphanage for three months and that's because we were coming for them so that's Mm -hmm. like a transition point right right. you know um but uh they they went from pretty uh sad situation before foster care Mm -hmm. and then we came along many years after that Mm -hmm. folks again trent and april allen uh national adoption awareness month and uh, they're telling us about their experience, uh, particularly going overseas. That is something that, you know, it's, uh, it's an added challenge to the whole process. Uh, but they were uh, equipped with uh, five little ones themselves, so that kind of got them ready. She's got her mom degree five times over, <laughs> PhDs in it, and Trent has got a degree in patience now. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, your hair hasn't gotten too much grayer. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I don't use Grecian formula. Yeah, I'm dating myself I see now. hints yeah, over there, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, you, 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 you're going to be all right here. Our yeah. number is 601-879-0002. Coming to you live, broadcasting from the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I want to remind you, we have in the studios with us Trent Allen and his lovely bride, April. We're talking about adoption. This is Adoption Awareness Week. But before we get to that, I want to remind you, if you're out furniture shopping this weekend, don't forget our good friends over at Lewis Furniture. That's right, Lewis Furniture Store in Clinton, Clinton's only furniture store, located right next to Nukes in Clinton, Mississippi, on Highway 80. And also, here's here's the deal on that. If you're looking for mattresses, you're looking for... Uh, patio furniture you're looking for living room furniture uh whatever you're looking for they have it there and what they have are the items that you won't find in the big box stores their buyers go out and find those unique items that will make your home unique so check them out you can go online they're open till six this evening for tomorrow and 24 hours on the web again that's lewis furniture store and that's lewisfurniturestore.com all right let's get back with no further ado to the uh adopted parents of three new girls and uh, now where are they on their English speaking? You know, did they speak any English at all? Yes, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't speak hardly any seven months ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we we yeah. got back from Colombia. <clears throat> we went down with seven of us, and we came back with ten of us. Yeah. And um, they didn't hardly have any mm-hmm. English at all. And as far as Spanish. In our family, we had this fancy translator. We bought three, oh, little, okay. yeah, three little translating devices that don't require a cell phone, which right. are nice. Um, had those that the kids could carry around and share with and converse with each other. So that mm. was great. Mm. Uh, that was I was helpful. going to ask you how how has it been trying to homeschool with the with the language barrier like that? You know, I think we've been doing fine. We've really learned a lot of language. <laughs> um, we read a lot of simple books mm-hmm. to start. Um, but we play charades. I mean, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, we play musical chairs. Yeah, we do that too. Um, it's it's really been okay. The the younger children have all picked up language very easily. Right. The the five children, the original five, they've all picked up Spanish very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the younger two Spanish speakers 
have become pretty adept at English. They understand yes. very well and are yes. learning to communicate themselves in English. Mm-hmm. It's been harder for our oldest daughter, but mm-hmm. that's probably because she's older. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. she's she's greatly improving too. She's understanding more and in April, April's um, I don't I don't know. I mean, you're much more fluent now. But even before we went down, she was she mm-hmm. to Columbia. She was fluent. Pretty much, uh-huh. you know, so she's <laughs> right, yeah. a lot more fluent than talk me, that, talk you know, in I'm, Miami. Yeah. So you would have, yeah. To. I mean, I knew how to order <clears throat> at uh, Fernando's, but taco. that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but she's been able to really help them even without the translator. I'm, I'm going to Google translate, you mm-hmm. know, primarily, right. um, but I've gotten a lot better. I can understand them now. I just don't speak it as well, you know, has, a uh, um, has there, uh, has she the oldest one is there any Colombian uh, students around here that she's met or anything like that or do you even know not yet mm-hmm. uh, you know we primarily have been you know um, incubating right. you know and they right. advise that especially with uh, children from a hard past right. you know these kids have a hard past mm-hmm. and and they really encourage us to have, I don't know if it's that first year mm-hmm. or, you know, at, yeah, least at least that first year, year mm-hmm. to go through all the seasons mm-hmm. together, you know, and um, help them to kind of learn us and our traditions and also that we're a safe place, yeah. you know, that, that we're a... It's not um, health or skelter and all that. Yeah, right. Something different every day. Yeah. But we're, And also we're not going anywhere. Right. Yeah, they they had a lot of loss and a lot of neglect in their past and... And we've been able to to see them really thrive and and bond with us and just just the joy in their eyes. Mostly it's their eyes. You know, we look at them and they realize you're really here for me. Right. That's just a, a beautiful thing. Right. Right. You have to be able. I mean, because kids, uh, they're already sensitive to, you know, people liking or disliking them. I mean, they pick up on those on those nuances and stuff. So sure. you're absolutely right. Again, mm-hmm. Pastor uh, Trent Lewis is here. Trent Allen. Trent, uh, Trent Allen. I know. You did it again. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I, I, I love you, I knew I was going to get it off. <laughs> I got to write your name down here. Uh, and I've been calling him uh, Trent Allen when the last time we, we were texting one another. And his mom said, who's Trent Allen? Trent Lewis. I asked the same question. We all asked the same. Who is this guy? But anyway, no, but. But we do uh, uh, appreciate you you doing that. I I see people adopting uh, where where I go to uh, jujitsu. The young lady, she's adopted. I don't know where the little little, little child's from. He's a little black child. He's very just. He's a normal kid. He's just. He's probably about less than a year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kids just know love. I mean, they know when they're loved. They know when they're not being loved. Mm-hmm. You know. And so they don't have. They don't. They're not programmed to like or dislike anybody. Yeah. And they just respond to what you mm-hmm. know. What you feed them. What's normal for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been, you know, I was not, um, I've not always been a big fan of adoption Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, April, you know, we had five and and we have a 12 passenger van, you can imagine, big old Nissan Mm -hmm. and, uh, had lots of, a few extra seats. And occasionally April would say, there's a lot, there's some extra seats in there. We've got to fill them up. And I told, I would tell her, no, we're good. The kids can spread out, man. You know, back at the seats are missing. What happened to (laughs) say? And and so uh, you know she just would occasionally just kind of mention something about about it, and I'd just say no, we're we're good, you know, we're 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 all right. Mm-hmm. And then Kim, I made the mistake of praying about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord, Lord, yep, go for it. Yeah, so uh, is that you, Lord? <laughs> yeah, I, I prayed about it, and and um, and got a little more open to what God may actually want, and. Mm-hmm. 
and my heart just started changing yeah. about it. And and um, and, and we found ourselves so blessed, aren't you? So, so glad, so very happy. And, you know, and it it's crazy because it's like salvation. You know, before you're like, no way, no, 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 no. I got my I'll life. Pass. I'm good, I'll right? Pass. I'm good. And then, but God changes your heart once you invite Him in. But it's the same way with this, where I opened my heart and God changed my heart mm-hmm. completely. And I can't imagine living without these eight kids. Wow. You know, it's like, it's a totally different thing, you know. But for me, it was selfishness. I thought, you know, we're good. Our little happy, little, mm-hmm. small little family of seven, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and uh, but then when he does a work in your heart, you're done. Right. You know. Right. So that's well, At least cool you're thing. responsive and sensitive to that, to that move. And they're, these, these kids are blessed. Now, did they grow up in the rural part of uh Columbia or the city kids or because I'm, I'm thinking about in terms of coming here and seeing all the bright lights and all that kind of stuff. Right. Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it was more city. Yeah. Yeah. Busy, busy, yeah, loud. The they talk about how loud yeah. yes. the city was actually. Yes. Um, but uh, they moved around some, you know, but most recent last six years of their life uh, has been a loud city. Mm-hmm. They talk about that a lot. Kukata was very loud, mm. you know, and so um, in fact, they're, they're in quiet Rankin County now, and they hear tree frogs and crickets, and they're like, what's that sound, you know? <laughs> Don't go out at the dock, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, the, the entire process, um, was it was it expensive? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> were there were there pro? Did the government subsidize any any portion or parts of it or anything like that? Great question. Uh, not the government. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Adoption is very expensive, and we didn't have any extra really. <laughs> um, but we just knew God spoke, and so that sealed the deal for us. And so yeah. we just moved forward in You're every faithful. step of the way. God provided every step of the way. I think, if you don't mind me sharing, that I Absolutely. think the very first time we had to send a check to the adoption agency, I want to say that very afternoon we received a bonus check, and it was almost to the dollar of wow. what we needed, what we had just sent. Mm. And it was just the Lord, his voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that mm-hmm. every step of the way. And there are so many grants Mm -hmm. that are available for families who are adopting. And we applied for for as many as we were eligible for. Yeah. And God just provided through them. Um, I do want to say that Life Song for Orphans is one of those grant agencies, and they are partnered with a local church here. Mm. It's Colonial Heights Baptist Church. Mm. That's not our church, as yeah. you mentioned, but they help families all across the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You do not have to be part of their congregation. They just have a wonderful heart for adoption wow, and for families. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a blessing to partner with them and to work yeah. with them and to see their heart. Um, but there are many family members, friends, uh, just a lot of people that came on board with us just believed in what we were doing, and God put it on their hearts to help us. And we did not go into debt. We did mm. this adoption debt-free, mm. and to adopt three children internationally, mm. travel with a family of seven and then ten. <laughs> and lodging while we're down we, there. We yeah, had to be was, there when for I saw, a month. When you told me y'all, you took your whole family down there to pick the girls up, I said, that's 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 a, that's a gang of folks to be riding on it the is. airplane. There. It is. Y'all took up the whole side of the plane, didn't you? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but the Lord provided, and it yeah. was a precious, <clears throat> precious time, not only with financial provision, but just to see how the Lord was moving and speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
doors that he opened throughout the whole process. It was just an amazing time of getting to know him and his faithfulness and power and provision in a really personal way. Yeah, I would say if there's anybody who's ever considered it, you know, pray through it, make sure God's in it, you hear from him, go Mm -hmm. forward. Don't look at your pocketbook. Mm. You know, don't look at your bank account because God is going to provide. Where God guides, God provides. That's right. Well, bow your hearts, lift your hands, and just be faithful to what your Holy Spirit is telling you, as they did and the provisions were made. And I, I had tip to you. Our number six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Broadcasting from the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I want to remind you, uh, you have auto repair concerns, problems, and you just know who you can trust. Let me tell you, Mayo Auto Clinic down there in Raymond, you've heard of Mayo Health Clinic, where they give you the best care for your health and well-being. Well, they'll do the same thing for your automobile at Mayo Auto Clinic on Raymond, in, in Raymond, rather, on Highway uh, 18 there in Raymond. And you can check them out on the web, find out all the services that they have. And let me just tell you, when it comes to troubleshooting, they're your huckleberries. That's right, folks. MailAutoClinicMS.com. Particularly on diesel engines, you got problems with your diesel, and you wonder if you're getting the straight skinny on what they're telling you needs to be done. Well, Mayo, this is where I would go. MailAutoClinicMS.com, and uh, they're located on Highway 80 in Clinton. They open at 7 a.m. And again, the service is extraordinary. Many happy customers, and again, you could become one of them. Develop a relationship with a mechanic that you can trust, and Mail you can trust. MailAutoClinicMS.com. All right, let's get back to uh, Trent. Lewis Allen. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to add a middle name That's to right. me now, right? Trent Allen. <laughs> Trent Allen. We're, we're, we're going to work it in there. And, uh, <laughs> and he's passing. No, name, the name of your church again? Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel. Now, are you guys on social media? Um, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he, I'm on anti-social media. Yeah, that's right. I say, when, I, when I say old school, he's an OG. He's an old school. I mean, he's still using pencils and stuff. Man. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> but anyway, uh, now, uh, this is an adoption month. Do so you want to encourage people and uh, just... Can you answer any questions? Are you available to answer their questions? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, call us, 932-WORD, mm-hmm. 932-WORD, which is 932-9673. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll answer any questions, talk to anybody who wants to talk more about it. You know, like I said before the break, we were not really – well, she was more interested than I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, God totally changed my heart about adoption. And um, I just believe that adoption is in God's heart. Mm. You know, um, there's there's a whole bunch um, as far as, uh, you know, what the word says about it. Um, we think about and we've seen so many parallels and mm-hmm. how the what our journey has mirrored the gospel. For example, I wrote some things down uh, back in July, mm-hmm. uh, not long after we got back from Columbia mm-hmm. with them. And um, and it just it reminds us of how. God sees us. And one thing was that they were in our hearts long before we began pursuing them. We were in God's heart, you know, and then he pursued us, right? And then we began pursuing them and going through the process to bring them home, these specific three girls, these three sisters. And then they learned that someone was coming to bring them into a family Mm. who would take care of them and love them forever. Mm. You know, they learned about us, but but we knew about them first. God Mm. knew about us. Mm-hmm. Right, and then he placed you where yeah, you need to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, but then in, in faith we learn more about him. That's right. 
Um, but they didn't know when mm. we would come. They weren't clear on that part, right? right? They only um, knew that we were coming for yeah. them. They didn't know when. That's right. That's exactly. They had a family, but they didn't know who. They didn't know when. Yeah, that's right. We communicated with them through letters. Um, we told them that we were coming for them, and we would love them and protect them their whole lives. They had nothing of value. This is a really an awesome mm. gospel parallel. They had nothing of value to offer in exchange for being brought into our family. Mm-hmm. But they were chosen purely out of our love for them. Yes. yes. And that's, that's us. We were just ragamuffins, and the Lord said, I want you. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing but grace that explains that. Well, and that's you know? the circle of life. I mean, that's the yeah. circle of life as God would have it. Yes. We, you know, people talking about loving thy neighbor and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's not in the abstract. That's right. It's not. It's, it's, that's exactly it's, right. Gotta, that's right. It's a, it's a divine. Jesus real. It's a divine principle. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we went to great personal expense in order to bring them home. And mostly that's time because mm-hmm. God provided the finances. Mm-hmm. We talked about that earlier, mm-hmm. too. But talk about the Lord's personal expense. He went through mm-hmm. to bring us home, mm-hmm. you know, into his heart. Um, we had to leave our home and travel to their country living among them for a while before returning to our home. We think about Jesus. Mm. He left his home in heaven, came to us, lived among us for a while, Mm. and and took us home, right? Mm. Um, Then we finally got to meet them and formally adopt them. This is a good one, too. We spoke a language foreign to them that they would learn, and he came to us speaking the language of love, the language of heaven, Mm -hmm. you know. love language. Yes, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and then they were given new names, they, the girls, um, and this is always their, their alternative or their prerogative, I should say, um, that they had names, but we gave them names that we believe God had given us. Um, you know, one of their middle names is Grace, another middle name is Hope, mm. you know, and so we inserted the gospel there too. But, um, and so we were given new names. We're, we've been given a name that only the Lord knows, right? We, we're going to learn about that on the other side, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, uh, and then there's another one here. They left their homeland and came to a place where they would be in the home that has been prepared for them for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's a clear one, right? Yeah. God's preparing yeah. a place for us. So, you know, just uh, you can see the gospel all through adoption. And, and just for Christian families, uh, April has said several times. I wish that every single Christian family would be able to adopt just because we have come to know the Lord in such such a special way through the whole process. And beyond that, you know, it's easy to think, oh, well, this is going to cost me time. It's going to cost me money. It's Mm. going to be hard. There's going to be too much noise. How would I ever juggle it? How would... But the fact is that we are the blessed ones. We have so much joy and... This has been a gift to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not special people. Right. We're just normal people. You're obedient. That's um, what it has come down to you. But we respond. are we yeah. are the blessed ones. Yeah. yeah. And I really would encourage anyone who is even interested, you know, take a step, whether it's calling an adoption agency or maybe reading a book, calling us. Mm-hmm. What was it? 932 word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um We'd love to talk to you and yeah. encourage you. Um, I read a stat. I don't know for certain that it's accurate. Um, I have looked online and I've seen some conflicting hmm. things, but still the the heart behind it is there. And the heart is that God loves adoption. And I think partly it's because of how it displays the gospel and yes. how it displays his heart. Mm-hmm. 
but also because he cares about people that need love. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot, a lot of children in the world who need love. And the stat is that if one family from every church in America would adopt one child, then there would be no more orphan crisis. And I think it was in the world. Maybe it was just in the United mm-hmm. States. But whether that's, that's you know, big. you, you can room, get yeah. down into, okay, mm-hmm. well, maybe <laughs> that takes care of all of the current orphans. But what about the orphans that show up tomorrow? And, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, rather than getting so picky about yeah. the oh, stats, yeah. the concept <clears throat> is true. Yes. If God's people mm-hmm. would care for the orphan, and that doesn't mean every every child of God needs to adopt that's it's not feasible for every person mm-hmm. that loves the right. Lord to do that but God has asked each of us to participate in some way so it could be like we have someone tonight watching the children for us while we're here mm-hmm. on the station that's a gift to us and that she's participating mm-hmm. in this adoption story mm-hmm. by helping us mm-hmm. um, yeah giving to a fund like the one that um, Colonial Heights Baptist Church has I think it's called is it Heart of Compassion? I think it's called Hearts, Hearts, of, Hearts of Compassion. Of compassion. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's so many different ways that people can be involved. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your family has to adopt to help care for orphans. Yeah. But if you're able, fostering, I would say by all I mean, means, yeah. yeah, whether it's fostering, domestic, mm-hmm. international, there's need everywhere. Right. And You'll be blown away at, at how God will completely not only provide the desire to do that, but the the state of mind, the finances, the mm. time, you know, to do it, um, we didn't really have extra time. <laughs> you know? So, so yeah. you thought, anyway. Yeah. In your eyes, in man's eyes. Right. Yeah. But yeah. God said, I got this, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, it's just, it, it really has been a supernatural thing. Um, continues to be. Well, uh, folks, this is an opportunity for you to get your questions answered. Are you, uh, the Lord, this is the season of giving. This is the season of our Lord as we approach the uh, holiday season and uh if he's tugging on your heart you need questions answered what is it 601-932 word and uh they were glad to tell you about the process now okay now you adopted the kids now are they do they still have to be uh um uh become citizens i mean what, great question mm-hmm. um they became citizens <clears throat> at the atlanta airport okay mm-hmm. as um, soon as we touched us when soil. we touched us soil it was a beautiful thing and we went through and walked to the 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 place I don't know if it's part of the embassy but we went to this yeah, part office. of the airport <laughs> and gave them some papers and they said okay and he gave them back to us I mean it was just awesome. and let me tell you you know COVID um, I had to mention it didn't I but COVID mm-hmm. has just been a, a blight just a pain and all of us and many of us have have lost loved ones you know due to it but I can tell you that because of COVID the process for us in Colombia was much easier than it could have been. Because there were so many, like, for example, uh, the hearing before the oh. adoption judge, mm-hmm. we just basically got a phone call and said, okay, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> not, not a Zoom call? Just no. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had, we had all a, the... We had a Zoom call ahead of time. But, and, you know, our representative in country was fabulous. She yes. took care of every detail. Yeah. And I got to mention Lifeline <laughs> Children's Services yeah. because they're out of Birmingham. They're amazing. They got Hattiesburg offices. They got Jackson offices. And they have been phenomenal. And their in-country employee who uh, works with them in Columbia 
was phenomenal, mm-hmm. you know, and but just making sure all everything was seamless uh, for us. But the, like I said, that's the only positive thing I've ever found with COVID right there. Wow. <laughs> they wow. made the process well, more seamless for us. Well, you know, God will move a grain of sand from the far ends of the universe mm-hmm. if you need it right here. Hello. I mean, it, it's on its way or it's already here. And it's yes. the same thing. COVID may have been a, uh, you know, a tragedy for so many, mm-hmm. but he still had a divine plan even in that crisis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he, he's amazing. Yes, he well, is. Well, you know, the, I mean, it's just good to hear. And uh, we need to send a shout out to Colonial Heights yes. for their uh, benevolence ministry uh, that is the helping with the defraying the cost of people who want to adopt. And mm-hmm. for those of you who want to sow into good ground, that sounds like it's good ground to sow into. So we will commend them. And also, for those of you thinking about you want to hear uh, the message again, you can call 601-932-WORD or tell us how your church uh, services in their hours. We're Sundays, 1030. Okay. And 109 Jetport Drive in Pearl, right mm-hmm. between just, just off 80, just east of Miskelly's. That's usually, everybody knows where Miskelly's is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, east of Miskelly's. Yeah. Right off 80, not on 80. Okay. Off 80. That's so, why you can't picture it because it's... Uh, Right off 80. Okay, so... Past the room store. Yeah, if it's east of 80, because that's the red light. I mean, I meant to say airport. Airport road. East of airport. Okay. Off yeah. 80. Okay. I don't know. So you're over there by the mattress, <laughs> the mattress store. Did, yeah. Did Dean all up in there? Uh, no, it's... It, well, if you're, if you're on airport, yeah, you turn on 80, you go towards Brandon, mm-hmm. and, and on the right is Jetport. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So... All right, folks, again, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Coming to you live, broadcasting from the Mack Hike of uh, Flowwood Studios. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, the final few minutes of the Kim Wade Show. I want to remind you, Two Gun Tactical will be open tomorrow for your shooting pleasure. Make sure you stop by 667 Casey Lane in Flowwood near the Highway 80 into Flowwood and uh, check them out, twoguntactical.com, for all your training needs. All right, Trent Lewis Allen and April. <laughs> <laughs> That way, look. I, I got a new middle name. That's right. That's right. It's easy to remember. <laughs> uh, now, just kind of highlight, I mean, recap everything that you want us to know and how they can get in contact and how you would encourage others to consider. I think the bottom line is that um, uh, be open mm-hmm. to what God wants. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said earlier, Kim, uh, whether it's actually adopting or fostering yourself or supporting uh, local ministries. Like you said, Colonial Heights does a matching grant. That's Mm -hmm. part of how we had so many funds Mm -hmm. raised. We uh, had folks go to the uh, Lifesong website, and Colonial Heights is the local church that partners with them who did the matching grant. The other thing is that that, um, adoption is just the heart of God, and April had something on her mind and heart to share on that. Yeah, there's a verse in Luke 14 that I just love, and it says, Go out quickly and bring in the poor, the blind, the lame, the crippled. So that my house may be full, not so that our houses can be full. That's a sweet benefit in the meantime, but (laughs) the ultimate goal is so that these children and the people whose lives are intertwined with them would come to know the Lord, that his house would be full for eternity. Adoption has eternal impacts, and it's a beautiful, beautiful journey. Absolutely. Trent, what's the address of your church and the name of it? Uh, it's uh, Calvary Chapel, 109 Jetport Drive in Pearl. It's calvarychapeljackson.com, just okay. calvarychapeljackson.com. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming in. God bless, and happy Thanksgiving. Going to take a break. We're back in 70 hours. See you on the radio. Peace. <laughs>